Sammy Hassania is the Chief Digital Officer for AARP, and throughout the last 18 years with the company, he's helped lead a vast digital transformation. From the launch of an app to getting into voice technology, AARP has moved leaps and bounds forward when it comes to technology. But there are a ton of challenges when you are working with a customer population that uses every kind of channel imaginable. Whether it's a laptop, desktop, mobile app, in-person, or talking through the voice app or using automation tools, AARP has to deliver a seamless experience and answer customer questions quickly and efficiently every time. But how do they do it? Sammy explains in this episode of IT Visionaries. IT Visionaries is created by the team at Mission.org and brought to you by Salesforce. Did you know that Salesforce isn't just for sales? Using Salesforce as an employee experience platform helps make every employee across your organization more productive thanks to a common mobile-first platform for getting work done faster. Find out more at salesforce.com slash employee experience. Welcome to another episode of IT Visionaries. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. We have on the other side of the country, Sammy, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, really excited to have you on. Um, I think all of our listeners know about AARP, but they don't necessarily know about the digital strategy. So we're going to talk about that. Um, You have been in the role for quite some time and been with AARP for a long time. Um, really excited to learn kind of the ins and outs of, of digital strategy there. And, uh, and first, how did you get into technology? Um, I was a programmer um, coming out of college and, uh, you know, we all needed a job right out of college. And uh, that was uh, something I guess I was a little bit good at. And uh, Started working for British Telecom in in London for a number of years before coming to the United States and working for AARP. So that's kind of how I started in technology. I also enjoy it from a personal perspective, and uh, I don't want to say it's a hobby or was a hobby of mine, but it was something that I kept uh, an eye on and really enjoyed the the impact that technology had on society over time. And I think that's uh, something that uh, that's kept me in good stead over the years. And so, what brought you to ARP over over eighteen years ago? Um, the opportunity to work on the ARP membership platform and revamp that and modernize that um, a number of years ago, and uh, I've been here ever since. I guess I did some good things, and uh, hopefully, ARP feels like I've done a good job for them over the years. But ARP has been terrific to me and a wonderful place to work over the years. And that's the reason why I've been here. And you focus a lot of your digital strategy on creating the right experience. Um, and that kind of strategy doesn't necessarily dictate that, that that's going to make sure that that experience is, is flawless. How do you fit the technology into the value proposition for membership for AARP? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the challenge that all organizations are, are really faced with. If you've been around for more than 20 plus years, you, you know, this is the challenge that we're all facing in terms of how do we align our value proposition and adapt continuously our value proposition with the right kind of experience, knowing our customers are multi-channel, right? Even, you know, you may want to say, well, ARP is 50 plus customers, they're on paper. Well, they're not, you know, they're multi-channel customers, just like everybody else. And We've got to make sure that there is an understanding of our value across channels, that we're continuously upgrading our value, 
and the delivery of that value is seamless across multiple channels, right? So, you know, I don't throw out buzzwords like omni-channel or multi-channel, but if you call us, we should know what business you have with us. If you come to our website, we should understand your context better. I think those are the kind of challenges that we're trying to solve for with both value and experience. And then how do we provide the right technology capabilities to make sure that transformation takes place in the organization? And I think a lot of that is cultural. It's understanding what business you're in. It's and then marrying the right kind of technology to that. But value and experience and the delivery, I feel like they're the same thing to me sometimes because um, if you're delivering great value in a horrible experience, you're going to pay the price for that with your customers. And if you're delivering a great experience with no value, that isn't going to sustain or grow your business. So making sure the technology elements really allow you to do those things, it's what's most critical for us. You've worked on some really big projects, including uh, launching a mobile app, launching a smart speaker app. Um, I'm curious, you know, how did, we'll start with the mobile app. Um, When you decided to launch this, what was kind of the response? How did you go about looking at this? Um, What was kind of your vetting criteria? You know, how did you look at governance? What What was building an app looking like from a digital experience standpoint for for your members the version of the app we have now is the evolved version the very first version of the app we built was very much you know rudimentary and we built that i don't know it's almost 10 years ago now it feels that way anyway Um, but really what we're trying to do is look at the behavior your behavior when you're on a laptop and what your expectations are from AARP versus when you're on your phone are a little bit different. You're a little bit more focused on utility when you're on your phone. You're focused on completing a specific task or a job that you're trying to do. And we're trying to make sure what we deliver in our app actually meets those expectations. Right? It helps you register for an event, find that product or service that you're looking for AARP or that piece of content or what's happening now. right? What is it that I need to know today? So we look at those kinds of elements and make sure we have the right kind of value delivery so that we can deliver that kind of information and content, tools and services to our audience through that mobile device so that it becomes valuable to them. It is their membership in their pocket or it's the ARP value that they need on the go. Um, And those are the kind of things we'll look at. From a governance perspective, I think it's making sure when you're creating value, or creating experiences, sometimes you have to factor in a channel, but I hope that most of the time you're not because value delivery is is a representation of who your brand is and so is that experience. And yes, I may want it on your website one minute or through a text message or through an email message. And if you wrap the value or channel lock it, it becomes very difficult to deliver it on emerging channels. So how do we move our value to voice or to AR or to VR in the future means that our value can't be locked into a specific channel. So those are some of the things that we look at. So how do we create something once and then use it or publish it, if you like, onto multiple channels? And then understanding that your behavior between the app and our website, that there is a correlation between those two things and how do they feed each other and allow us to better personalize, target, and customize that experience. What about with the smart speaker app? Um, why was it so important that you decided to you know, make this move and make an investment into having voice technology? 
Yeah, I think technology adoption by just Americans in general is is significant. There's, you know, one in seven Americans with us own a home assistant device, whether it's Google Home or Alexa. With you're seeing, you know, trends where search, the vast majority, a good amount of search is now happening in voice. So even if it's your phone, you pick up your phone, you say, hey, Google or Alexa or Siri. And so it is a more natural user interface. Um, It's easier to pick up and it's important for us to deliver our value across as many channels as possible. So we see it more as a distribution channel and it's something that the audience is gravitating towards and how do we find the right differentiated opportunity for us? So for us building um, Raise Your Voice, which really helps people understand the issues that ARP is fighting for on their behalf, whether that's prescription drugs or, or social security or Medicare, and delivering that value in an environment that you don't expect to have Alexa read out ARP's position on social security for 40 minutes, right? You expect it in 20, 30 second bites. And it really helps us better shape and hone our value and make it crisp and deliver it on those channels and deliver it in a highly interactive way where you can contact your senator or congresswoman through the device itself to register your support for a specific issue. So building something that's highly interactive, that also delivers value, easy to use, those are some of the things we'll look at for deciding whether we go into a certain channel or a certain opportunity or not. And then do you kind of have that buyer build conversation? Um, Do you build these things internally or do you look at, you know, certain types of vendors that you particularly want to work with? Like how how do you look at that stuff? I I think the, the buyer build conversation needs to be factored into your overall strategy. You know, what is core, what is really unique to AARP that we need to own and we can do a much better job of, and and we use a lot of partnerships to build a lot of a lot of uh, the components that we have. So there's some things that we own, and we feel like we need to own the strategy around them, and what the value is and the experience in defining that. But some of the build can be more of a commodity that you can get in the marketplace. So I I, I wouldn't say we have a all in or an all outsource strategy. I think we have a mix appropriately. Of course, we can always improve. But we look at what is the right balance in terms of what should AARP own in terms of its strategy, whether that's the value piece or the experience piece. And then sometimes the build piece is, is a much easier uh, source from a, from a partner. So we use all of the above sourcing strategies, if you like. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, what about how your members give you feedback? Are you looking at certain things to make sure that you're providing the experience that is, you know, feels authentic to them, that is, you know, low friction, um, that is wherever it is, you know, as you mentioned, talking about, you know, population of folks of your members that might not all have a computer, might not all have a smartphone, um, and might want to do things in different ways. So, um, how do you kind of like streamline the customer experience or your member experience, knowing that, like you said, there's this omni-channel approach. Yeah. Well, I'd want to say that the adoption of smartphones specifically across the audience is very high. And it's probably on par with any other um, segment that you may want to look at. But how do we think about this is through our experience work about four years ago, uh, Martha Boudreaux, Chief Communication Marketing Officer, started um, an experience group called ARPX 
in the organization. And we built a strong voice of the customer feedback loop across all channels, whether it's own channels or third-party channels like Facebook, um, social response team to make sure we immediately you know, answer some member's concern or question on whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or our own community. We have our own community at ARP.org. We built uh, an app for employees and potentially volunteers. You know, sometimes you run into somebody and they said, you know, I got this from AARP and I'm not happy about it. They can open that issue up directly and have that routed to the right folks to actually deal with the issue. So we, we built a lot of feedback mechanisms and the voice of the customer is something that we look at continuously. We've made significant progress across numerous issues that used to potentially be pain points in the past that have become delighters for our members because we really tried to listen to what they're telling us and then adjust our roadmaps on our products to appropriately not just meet their expectation but try to exceed their expectations. So the customer experience function with a really strong voice of the customer uh, and the analytics piece and data collection piece has given us a lot of feedback and we've acted on it. But also, from a technology perspective, we have a mindset of we need to know when something isn't working before the customer. Yeah. So just telling me, just telling me an application is up isn't good enough. What is the throughput? What is the task or the job that the member is trying to complete? And what is the success rate of that? And we have thresholds and trigger sets. So when something goes below what we think the trigger should be or the average should be, it triggers an alert on our side, and then we jump in and try to address that. So while the vast majority of customers may be happy with the service, we know a small minority is getting less than optimal, and we need to go in and address those issues. So building triggers into your platform that allow you to respond to to the issues when they're still small before they become big and affect the majority of your customers is really critical. So building that alarm system, if you like, into your stack is highly critical. Yeah, it's the real-time monitoring. I mean, I think, you know, we see this a lot with a lot of the technology leaders that we talk to is, you know, there's an expectation, especially when you're, you know, doing something on the go, you know, something like ARP where your membership matters in the moment. You're trying to, you know, use a benefit of being a member, you know, wherever it is that you are. If the app is down, if a you know, a certain type of page isn't working or thing isn't working, you know, you're losing a lot of value in that moment. And I think that, you know, that's where that real-time monitoring, do you, do you use any tools that um, specifically for that type of monitoring where or certain, what are those triggers that you're looking for? I'd rather not, you know, seem like I'm endorsing any specific tools, but there are so many tools in the marketplace that you couldn't go wrong. You know, if you work with a gardener or forester or just do your own market scan, you will see there, there are plenty of tools. It's your implementation of those tools and also how you architect them into your, your platform that's really more critical. So finding a partner that actually understands that or having staff that really think that way that they're actually consumer advocates. So you may be an engineer or, you know, you may be a designer, but ultimately you're a consumer advocate. Can the member, can the customer actually complete the task? Can they get the value in a great experience and a seamless experience is really what's most critical rather than a specific tool that uh, I, I could rattle off. But yes, we do use tools, but also when we've homegrown or home or we've custom built an application, we've built that mindset into those applications as well. What about, 
employee experience? How much do you work on, you know, improving employee efficiency, productivity, and the different like internal goals of the organization? Employee experience is, or customer experience starts with employee experience. So your culture, your employees think about the customer first when they're putting processes in place is a mindset that has to be infused in the whole organization. You know, ARP has won numerous awards about being a great place to work, but also we work really hard on infusing the right kind of culture, whether it's through, you know, innovation or empowerment. And having your team feel so empowered to represent your customers and deliver the right kind of experience in the framework that you've decided, this is what your brand means and represents. And for us, it's about being that wise friend who can go on a journey with you and give you the right kind of content and information, but also that fierce defender that would advocate on your behalf in the marketplace to ensure that you have the things that you need to choose how you age as you live are really critical things. And employees have to live that on the inside and you have to live that as a leader on the inside. Otherwise, that doesn't manifest itself on the outside. Customer experience and value delivery doesn't just happen at the intersection of what you deliver to the customer. It starts with your internal processes. It starts with how you treat your employees. It starts with your culture and what you value on a day-to-day basis. So we think about that a lot and we do a lot of work around making sure the understanding of value creation, innovation, customer experience, the transparency that we need to come across with to our consumers and to our members, that we care about them and we care about their privacy, we care about their data, we care about you know, uh, the kind of partnerships that we have, where, who we put our brand next to, and those relationships all start with making sure our staff and employees really own those kinds of values so that when we deliver experiences and value to our members, our advocates, donors, and volunteers, that they really truly feel that. It's got to be genuine. It's not something you can fake on the inside and deliver a great value and experience on the outside. What new and exciting like emerging technologies are you really excited about bringing into AARP? Yeah, um, AARP has uh, an innovation arm that is looking at numerous technologies and they're piloting some things in the AR and VR space. You know, voice is a big area for us. We don't want to think of it as just emerging. I think while it's earlier in the life cycle than say uh, a mobile phone, but it is something that we are working on and trying to make sure we bring a lot more value in the voice space, but also the interaction between our app and voice devices. I think if you think of your channels in silos, it doesn't really work that well. You have to think of them as highly integrated. But I think augmented reality has a lot of potential for our audience um, in terms of the caregiving space or in the livability space so that you can stay home and, and, and live in your home for all your life, basically, um, whether it's driving, um, learning about new driving capabilities, whether it's entertainment, um, whether it's travel, I think there's a lot of opportunity in, in you know, in the virtual reality and augmented reality space. Um, wearables are things that we are also looking into, and how do we reward our members and our and our users for healthy behaviors is something that we're looking at. So how do we augment and support and celebrate, you know, if you have a Fitbit, today you can get points from AARP for achieving certain milestones. And we're looking to really blow that out significantly across as many wearable devices and internet connected 
devices. If you weigh yourself or you measure your blood pressure, I don't need to know what your weight is or your blood pressure is. Just knowing that you did that, I want to reward you for that action. I want to help you celebrate that because you're taking steps to take care of yourself and live a healthier life. And that's the business that we're in. And that's what our social mission is all about. I love So that. those are areas that, uh, that we really focused on. Yeah, I love that. That's so, I mean, you know, being able to see as many people as you do, you know, and touch as many people as you can across your digital properties, it really puts, you know, a, a lot of advantages as technology scales. Um, is there one piece of advice that you have for a first time chief digital officer? I think it's the word digital. Sometimes we think about, well, that means digital channels. It's just think expansively. I think you have to impact the whole of the organization and be that consumer advocate in the organization and ensuring that your organization is delivering on the expectations of your customers because the expectations of ARP's customers isn't set isn't being set by not-for-profits. They're being set by the Amazons, by the Googles, by, by the Apples of this world. And that's what the consumer expectation is. And we have to really live up to that expectation. And as chief digital officers, that's our job. Our job is to ensure that culturally, technologically, and strategically, the organization is executing in such a way that it's going to live up to the, the changing, the ever-changing demands of the consumer, and that we're evolving our experience at the same time as meeting and exceeding expectations today. It's a journey. There is no destination. Fantastic. I love it. Sammy, thanks so much for coming on. Um, we really appreciate you taking some time out. Any final thoughts? Any, any, uh, anything to plug here? No, I, I, I think AARP, I would just say for listeners who are 50 plus, come join us. Come see what ARP can help you with. Reach out. Happy to help. Happy to have a conversation. And thank you to you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again to our friends at Salesforce. Did you know Salesforce isn't just for sales? Using Salesforce as an employee experience platform helps make every employee across your organization more productive thanks to a common mobile-first platform for getting work done faster. Find out more at salesforce.com slash employee experience.